Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo. And as we like to do every week, we catch up with a member of the Oppo. And in this time uh, this time around, she's kind of a member of the Oppo, but she's also one of our own. Katie Bowen, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. I I know that uh, you're here at the moment with the with the ferns and everything with the Korean series, but you are a member of the Melbourne City uh, squad for this season. Uh, tell us how did that move come about? Because from what I understand, you were nearly there last season. Yeah, I'd had quite a few conversations with the coach Rado, um, and it was always a big jump for me because obviously that's usually time that I have with family in the off season. Uh, you know, especially around Christmas, New Year's, that sort of time. So that's why it kind of fell through last year, especially with COVID. I was pretty homesick and just desperately needed that time with family. Mm. Um, but leading into the World Cup going into 2023, I I wanted game time. I wanted game fitness and to make sure that I was hitting that year with as much sharpness as I could possibly get. And that was by playing in the in the W League. And I'm really happy to have signed with Melbourne City and am loving it thus far. Yeah, how much of uh, how much of a bonus was having Wilkie there, and and how much did she twist your your arm to go to the uh, the sky blue side of Melbourne? <laughs> I mean, she's one of my best friends on the ferns, so she definitely had an upper hand on other people. But um, she was very honest with me. She spoke very highly of the team, the facilities, and especially Rado. And you know, I wanted a coach that really believed in me, and and he does. And um, we have a great working relationship, and so that's that's really nice to go into leading into the season. And yeah, I'm super excited, obviously, with Melvin. It's great as well. And I'm actually living with Wilkie. So so she definitely had the advantage. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What's what's she like as a landlord? Oh, I mean, she's not my landlord. She's my equal. But right now we've got a leaky shower, so it's not up to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to get the plumber in. You have to get the plumber in, mate. Exactly. Um, was, there, was there any talk or any offer from the Phoenix? Because I know you've mentioned how much the, your family means to you, particularly, you know, your mum, I know you're very, very close with. Yes. Uh, was there any chance or any conversation about coming here and playing in the yellow and black? I mean, I would have loved to have played for the Phoenix. I, um, I put my number out there and told Yitka, the Ferns coach, to to let the Phoenix coaches know I'm interested and never got the call. So was a bit disappointed. and. Obviously, Rado showed a lot of interest and he showed that belief in me. So, I mean, it kind of was a no-brainer for me in the end. Yeah, well, it gives you it gives you a little bit of extra extra spice this weekend to show them what they missed out on. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, definitely. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll be good. I mean, you've spent a bit of time in the States now. I think, what, 10, 12 years you, you spent over there. Yeah. Uh, you, you got your green card now. You played, you know, uh, through a few different teams in, in that league over there. What do you make of the the level of the Liberty A-League versus where you've come from with, say, North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I think that the league understandably struggled through COVID because you could only kind of choose um, local players. And while that still brings about a wealth of talent, you know, they kind of lost that international um, signing ability as well. Um, So I think that was definitely tough. 
but it's a great league and and anyone who plays in that league speaks very highly of it it's a fun league it's definitely a kind of mental refresh uh, reset league which is definitely what I need um, after kind of a, a tough year and um, yeah I'm really excited and and like I said they've been able to sign internationals now so it'll be interesting to see how 2021 transitions to 2022 2023 yeah yeah well I mean the I guess one of the big things for you is it's a lot closer to home, but also it'll cut down on the travel because from what I understand, talking to people that have played in the MLS and have played in the American system, the travel is, the, is a real killer because it's such a big country. Yeah, definitely. And um, this past year, having two um, California teams come into it, obviously being in North Carolina, that's a decent amount of tri travel. So um, you're definitely certainly bouncing around. Um, so I'm actually interested to see, you know, with this being my first year in the league, what what the travel's kind of like and how demanding that is. Yeah, it'd be something, uh, honestly, I mean, I, North Carolina is on the eastern seaboard, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I've flown LA to Philly before, and that's a good, like, eight or nine hours. Um, right. You know, right. I, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't know if, uh, I think Perth's probably your, further, your furthest trip, yes. if, you know, so, and it's yeah. certainly a hell of, it's about half the time, so it, it, it should be an improvement for you. Yeah, I'm hoping so, because obviously that travel is pretty demanding on the body, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what that's sort of like throughout the season. Now, You've signed with Melbourne City for this season. Of course, that helps with you, you know, like you said, game time and being visible with Yitka being in this league, uh, heading into the World Cup. What are your plans post-World Cup? I know you've got a green card. I mean, do you want to go back to the US? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. I certainly wouldn't close that door, especially seeing as um, I do have my green card. Um, I've committed to staying the whole season, though. Um, with the W League, obviously some people come and then they leave in about February time. Um, that wasn't something that was super appealing to me because, you know, I want to attempt to help the team win the championship and kind of leaving in that crucial time. That wasn't really sort of what I wanted to do. So I'm committed till April with them. And whether that's appealing for, um, you know, NWSL team because I'd be coming in late, I'm not too sure. But, you know, injuries always occur in preseason. And so... I think I would like to go back to the States, but I'm certainly open to to maybe uh, Sweden or England as well because I have my British passport. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you about the uh, WSL. I mean, that is a league that's going places, probably the mm -hmm. the most visible and the and the biggest growing league uh, in women's football. Yeah, I mean, that's massive. And, and you can just see how, you know, the England women's team won the Euros and the attendance they're getting at crowds, you know, at their club games and at the international level, it's it's phenomenal to see. And, I mean, you said it yourself, this is a league that is absolutely on the rise. Yeah, I actually, I saw um, the the crowd attendance for Barcelona-Real Madrid. And uh, I think they call it, I could be wrong because my Spanish is terrible, but it's something like the Feminista League, I think they call it, which is their women's league. And they had 84,000 at the Bernabeu last time those two met. Oh yeah, I mean that. I think that set the record for a women's um, football game, and that was just unbelievable to see. And then I think they did it again in their semi-final Champions League uh, game or the final. But it was just like, I mean, you kind of dream about those sort of crowds, and and you don't know if that's ever going to become a reality. But like, the more we progress towards that 2023 World Cup, like these crowds are becoming more and more consistent, which is just unbelievable to see. 
Now, across your career, you've played several uh, different positions. Predominantly, you've played as a defensive midfielder. Mm -hmm. I know you've also played as a fullback. You played as a centre-back at times as well. But where do you prefer to play and and where do you see your position moving forward? Um, I really like the midfield. Um, I like, I mean, in midfield, you're constantly in and around everything. And I certainly like getting forward as well, which is, quite difficult at, at center back um <laughs> so sometimes I find myself wanting to bust forward and then I suddenly realize what position I'm playing and have to hold back um so I would definitely say sort of anywhere in the midfield I I, I do like center back it, it brings about a whole new challenge for me and a different perspective of the game because obviously you have everything in front of you um and, and fullback is fun as well you've got the line to work with and obviously everything's inside and so each one had its sort of like pros and cons, but I would say I definitely, definitely like midfield the best. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Uh, you, you're working with Yitka now. You've worked with a lot of different coaches in your time uh, in the in the in the white jersey. Um, mm-hmm. How is that for you playing under Yitka? And and you know, sort of, what's the difference getting coached by her versus say somebody in the club uh, scene like Rado or back in the states? Yeah, I mean, um, Yitka was my assistant coach, and I can't remember which year, but our under-20s. And so I knew kind of I worked with her before. And so we have a really good um, sort of working relationship. She's very personable, um, and she gets a lot, uh, you know, along with um, a lot of the young girls on the team. And obviously she's brought in a lot of, um, you know, new people have got caps for the football ferns, which is great to see. And yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, with her tactics and her game plan that we can get the job done in, in 2023 and have hopefully the football ferns have their best tournament yet. You were at the North Carolina Courage and until you um, terminated your contract there to come to Melbourne City. Uh-huh. A lot of people are wondering whether or not we're going to see Abby Ursag at a home World Cup. Do you know what Abby's plans are? What do you think the <laughs> likelihood is? I mean, Abby's done. Like, Like, from what I've gathered, like, She's retired for the third time. I don't think that she wants to represent the country anymore. And yeah, that's her decision. And so I've seen a couple of articles come out recently. And yeah, I think she's retired and we need to look forward with the players that we have and the ones that have been put in the in the hard yards week in, week out to represent the fan. All right. No, I, I had to ask, given that you were a teammate, you, you know, yeah, you know, you know better than I do. That's... We, you've obviously had the South Korean series as well. How's that been for you? And um, how do you think the team is tracking ahead of the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, I think that there were definitely some highs and lows in the game on Saturday. Started off with a good, good ten minutes. We ended with about a good thirty. Um, so it's about kind of going into Tuesday night and needing to, you know, make that a 90 minute performance because we had spells, you know, when we were on top and dangerous, but we have to make that more consistent and we have to get more stuck in. And I think in that last 30, a, a switch kind of flipped in us. So it's about the girls reflecting and thinking back what made that switch flip. Um, and making sure that they bring that from the first minute. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it and can't wait for you guys to uh, to face up against the US in January either because uh, that's going to be uh, a hell of a series ahead of the World Cup. Hey, Katie, before I let you go, I've got to ask mm-hmm. you a couple, a couple of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, okay. All right. Who's, who's the team you supported growing up? Manchester United. Oh, you can stay. That's great. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you've already passed the test. Um, what, what about throughout your career? I mean, you know, 
I hope you don't mind me saying your age, uh, but 28, no, you're 28 and you made your debut as a representative of New Zealand at 14. So for half your life, you've represented your country. Um, <laughs> in, in that time, who's been your toughest opponent? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think, I think physically and athletically, the US is always incredibly tough. Um, I think technically, uh, Japan is always a very hard opposition, especially when we played them in the 2011 World Cup. Um, but I'd say between those two, um, yeah, they're, they're very good opposition. Uh, great answer. And uh, you're two fantastic teams we'll see here during the World Cup as well. Now, I, I know you love your golf. Um, oh, yeah. How do you know that? Well, I, I might have done some research, which isn't something that happens often. But um, <laughs> I, I read an article uh, that Susan McFadden actually wrote um, when after off an interview that she did with you, I think, last year for newsroom.co.nz. Oh, yeah. And she said that you were hoping to get golf clubs for Christmas. So what are you playing off at the moment? What's your handicap? Well, seeing as I don't even really know what that means, like, obviously, I'm not super up on the lingo. However, I do have my own clubs. I invested in you in my own set of clubs. I got fitted for them. They're really sick. They look so shiny and they're really cool. Unfortunately, they don't help me play very well, but that's okay. Um, and I also like have great um, golf outfits. Thankful um, to Puma for being a sponsored Puma athlete. So thanks, Puma. Shout out. <laughs> oh, mate, get the get the plugs in where you can. Why not? Why <laughs> exactly. Not? <laughs> exactly. Hey, just to finish off, um, I was going through my book collection recently of football biographies, which is far larger than my partner would like it to be. Um, and there's a guy who I guess is probably the best way to describe him is the uh, the working man's George Best, who played uh, around the leagues in England back in the 70s and 80s, called Frank Worthington. Known as a bit of a ladies' man, his book is called One Hump or Two, not particularly PC. Um, <laughs> but if uh, if you were going to write your autobiography, what would the title be? K Sarah Sarah. Whatever will be, will be, eh? Exactly. Hey, mate, listen, I really appreciate your time. I could I could chat to you forever. You're, you're a great yarn. Uh, I really enjoy your your company, mate. Uh, I, I wish you all the best with Melbourne City, uh, just not this weekend. Uh, and fingers crossed, um, <laughs> fingers crossed we get to see you um, uh, have a successful campaign in the World Cup next year too, eh? Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on. Thank you.